to the Runner X Podcast, where we talk about all things running. As many runners know, it's 90% mental. So join Coach Valerie and Coach Caroline as we go through the mental side of running. Welcome back to the Runner X Podcast. Um, if you've been listening to us, you know we added in the what I call my Tough Love Tuesdays, where I come in and kind of go deep dive into our thoughts and our mindset. And Valerie, this week I actually grabbed Dr. Romanoff's book, The Running Revolution. And I did explain that that's just one book. His original book is The Pose Method. Please find it on Amazon. It's an excellent book. But the reason why I did The Running Revolution was that was the first book I found after, I don't even know if I'd met you yet. I think I'd actually got that first and then met you or something. It was really right about the time I met you. And I got it on Audible because I hate to read. Um, I, I love to read, but it takes too much time. Right. So I like did the whole Audible. And I remember very distinctly driving to work, listening to this whole, and it was all about my mindset and how I felt and the words I used. And it was very woo. And I'm obviously very woo. I'm very mindset oriented. I'm very much about the words. So I, I thought it was pretty cool. Well, I haven't three years we've been working together, I really hadn't pulled it out. So I pulled it out for the podcast and I read like it was, it was literally page 12, right? And it was on perception and I read it and I can't, I don't have it in front of me, but it was very, I'm going to say, use the word obtuse and I'm not saying it as a, as a dig at all. It was just very much about that your center of mass moves through space and I'm saying it wrong but you have a perception and once you get that perception you become aware and once you become aware you actually can can correct your technique um so talk about that to me can you layman i tried to dumb it down a little bit can you kind of dumb it down for those of us that are like i just want to go out and run (laughs) yeah this is funny the first time i took a clinic with dr romanoff there used to be three days and the first we would do an evening like a friday evening and do three hours on paradigm shift wow and also, yeah i think that's like the first chapter is all on the paradigm sure. shift okay and the first time that i experienced this i was like they're just here to run <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah. really and this is again you gotta remember this 18 years ago um so the people that they were kind of the same way they were like this is weird russian man he's talking all these and by the way he's brilliant and yeah. he just talks a lot about socrates and you know, the old philosophers and he goes so the reality is, is that what he's really breaking down is really what we all already know is the, the really simple mindset of action desires, right? It's, it's, it's the action set, right? You have the desire, you have the thought. First, I have the thought, I want to run. Right. Then, and we like to liken it to like, maybe you're thirsty, right? I'm sitting here and I'm thirsty. So what's going to be my, my next plan of action? Am I thirsty enough to get up and go get myself a drink? Yeah. Or am I just going to sit here and be like, yeah, I'm thirsty, but I'm not going to do anything about it. Yeah. Right? I mean, and th- these are all things we do all day long and not think about it. Or maybe even someone walks by and you go, oh, hey, honey, since you're up, I'll take a glass of water. <laughs> That's a good <laughs> Right? One. And then that was an efficient plan of action yeah. I just had. <laughs> so it's the same in running, where with running, I want to run. It has to be obviously your first thought. And then what's my next step? Am I just going to go running? Am I going to go, you know, and for most of us, that next step has been like go buy a pair of shoes right? or go sign up for a race or maybe even just get up out the door, right? You yeah. know, like, so all of us have had these thoughts of how we're going to start running. We know we want to, right? right? We've already gotten to where I want to. 
Then we go out and we start running. Well, the reality is, is all of us are all going out with really no plan of action of how. Okay. It's like we treat running as a what? Yeah. I love running. Yeah. I love running or running brings me joy or I go running with my friends or I bought these running shoes, yet none of us talk about what is running. Right. Well, what does that mean to go running? So that's the paradigm shift he's talking about. Yeah, the about. paradigm shift is first, get out of that. what is running? Yeah. We don't talk about what running is. There's no, there's no standard of running. Right. Like if you and I were going to go swimming, well, I've never been swimming. You would say things to me like, well, we're going to get in a pool of water and we're, I'm going to teach you. And you would probably say to me my first day of swimming, I'm going to teach you how to do, we used to call it the grandma stroke, you know, the breaststroke. Right. And maybe you would show me how to take well, my Well, actually, hands. what's so funny is I used to teach swimming. So the first <laughs> thing I would do is teach you how to float. Okay, perfect. Right? Exactly. Right. Because people don't realize that, right. like, seriously, the whole fear of, you know, teach how to float. Then, you, right. like you said, you learn And then let's say I was in your class and I was like, I'm here to swim. Why are you making me float? Right. Exactly. And then you would explain to me. The reasons you understand. So everything. So people that take a swim lesson, I guarantee you almost all of them get a floating lesson. Right. And that's, that's so I'm, I'm having a huge, like mind pew right here. Cause we've talked about this before. Triathletes, um, understand the idea of learning how to run because they learn how to swim, right? They learn how to swim in fresh open. They also take the idea to learn how to bike. You guys, when you started biking as a kid, I had this great example of somebody was talking about this in terms of coach in coaching in general, that when you learn how to bike as a kid and you're on your training wheels, right? And then your mom or you want to take your kid and you take them off the training wheels, you kind of hold the bike a little bit until they learn to get balance. But they have to learn the perception of balance, that they're not going to die, that they're not going to fall, oh, yeah. that, that they can hold it. They have to build the confidence. And we don't do that with running. Absolutely. We don't. We just think we can throw on the pair of kids that we had that have been sitting in our closet. My husband does this, so I can say this. He has shoes that are literally like 10 years old that moved from Chicago to Arizona to Texas. So guys, if you've ever seen rubber go from, you know, <laughs> minus 25 to 110, no humidity to 110 humidity, it gets pretty awful, right? That's how he started running. Now he started by walking, but he's a fast walker and he hates to run, but he walks like an 11 minute mile. So that'll be next uh, week's episode. But so it was funny that he just threw on shoes and just went out and he never thought to ask me like, how, do, how should I run? How, what is running? Well, no one thinks it. And also there's a stigma because not only do we not learn how to run, we're supposed to know. So it's really on you. Right. So when you're not good at it, there's something wrong with you. What do you mean you don't know how to run? Everyone knows how to run. And you're punished with it at school. Yep. Run a lap. Yep. Not how to run a lap. Just go do it. Then we all stop talking. Go run a lap. <laughs> yeah. I never heard that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> or don't run. Stop running in the hallway. Stop running around. Yeah. The pool. Stop running around right? the pool. So, I mean, running <laughs> turns into either it's a form of punishment or it's something you just do. And so then it's it's not until and by the way most kids right. So this is another big argument. As a kid, it's natural. Up to a point. I mean, if you're, guys, if you're in any kind of, like, I mean, I work with kids as well. Yes, kids that toddle and they're, like, two and three and four, very natural movement. By age five, they're already mimicking. Yeah. It's not natural anymore. They're trying to move. They, you switch your movement from natural movement once you start to be aware of your surroundings. It's called perception. And that's what we're trying to help people with is the, first of all, what is even running? I didn't even know. And I didn't. When I started running... 
and I'm a kinese major, right? So I'm learning all the, the, uh, the bones and the physiology and everything. And you learn everything in exercise phys about cell, cells and how the body works and all this. When you go to learn a movement, you're supposed to go, you're supposed to know about running. We certainly didn't have any like, you see what right, I mean? Right. But you can bet that, like you're saying, for swimming, you take a lesson and no one thinks twice. Right. Nobody would, I would never, I don't, and you guys can go ahead and comment on the, on the, in our Facebook stuff or on our, on our pages. I would never expect a triathlete to just go in and swim in the Gulf of Mexico. They would go, right? Because that's yeah. where a lot of the um, airmen are. Sink. They would go and get a <laughs> lesson. They would learn how to, to do it properly, how to swim in open water versus, um, they would just, they would learn. Same with biking. They would learn how to be more efficient in their biking. So what is then, so when, in, when Romanoff is talking about perception and right. he's talking about technique, what is that? What is what is running? So in the ter in, in right, your terms, in our terms, so running is free falling. So running is literally running is free falling, and you, there's a gait cycle, of course, that we do: pose, fall, pull. You can only fall from the pose, holding pose. So when you say running is free falling, that's when you understand. That's when you can talk about natural movement because we live in gravity. Yeah, and it's not talked about or talked about enough. So the struggle is when you're young, you run, you use gravity in your movement, and it is natural because your center of mass is much closer to the ground. So again, this is great, center of mass. When I started learning pose, I was an aerobics teacher um, in the 90s, uh, teaching everything, step, kickbox, you name it, I taught it. So when I started teaching running, we were out literally just going out like, crazy people well 60 minute workout class so we were running for 60 minutes because isn't that what you're <laughs> supposed to do with no understanding of how so we started getting injured if you will um and but with everything else i taught i had to be certified so i had to have a certification to teach step aerobics i mean i laugh about this stuff now because right. really because somebody else could say to you how hard is it to step up and down off a bench well actually you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you want to get people safe and not hurt themselves, there should be some kind of standard so that if you go to a step class anywhere you go, you know the teachers had some kind of some kind of training. Well, to I would you challenge you to down. say, have you ever fallen down a stair or <laughs> broken your ankle on a curb? Well, no, I think my, my, my point is the culture. My yeah, point yeah, is that's that what I mean. I could not get a job in my field. Right. I would not be able to work in a gym if I did not have the certification in what I was going to teach. Whether it was step aerobics, CrossFit, I don't know, water aerobics, you know, I have them all. I have all the certs. No one, when I started running, said, oh, do you know how to teach running? Right. Do you have a running certification? No one. Yeah. Because and, and we all know how they, to run. I mean, and, have... Right. They still don't. And also, most people that, you know, they go run with people all the time. And, well, she said this, or he said this, or the guy at the running shoe oh, store. Yeah. <laughs> so all of a sudden, you're reading, uh, you're reading articles, you're listening to all kinds of different coaches. Well, my coach said this. Well, my, there's no standard. Yeah. So then you really, it's very hard to create a movement around a non-standard movement, if that So makes first sense. you need the perception for the first, awareness well, that there is a standard. Yes. First you need the, yes, exactly. First you I need, need to, to know there is a standard. a standard of running. And you have to, and this is, this is where it's kind of like, I like to liken it to a religion, right? That you either agree there's a standard of movement for running, or if you choose to not, to say there isn't, then don't, 
don't follow us. Don't you shouldn't. You probably aren't even listening to this podcast right now, right? <laughs> right. I mean, I don't know. Yes. I mean, because there are going to be people that say, "No, there's not. I can just go out and run." Correct. In, 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 in that sense, and that's okay. Yes. But then it's so hard. I will say this, guys. Um, challenge yourself to think about how simple it sounds. What we're saying, yeah. Like, there's a grab. We like, and Carolyn and I. You can hear us. We're not scientists. <laughs> You know, so like when someone said to me, when Romanoff said to me, uh, why, Valerie, are you reaching for the ground and putting your foot down and hitting your body with three times your body weight over and over? I didn't have an answer for him. Right. Because does that sound like fun to you? He's like, why are you running by sticking your foot out in front of you and hitting the brake? Why are you doing all these things that are so negative to your body and you're actually working against yourself? You're working against gravity. And you, only because you don't understand how to do it correctly. Right. But you adapt it to this whole running system that's just hurting people. Right. And so people think that they have to stride, right? They have to, we've talked about this, they have to reach. They have to put their foot way out in front of them and and, and move their arms. And so first you have to have this perception of that there is a, a right way to run. Then you have to become aware of your body in space and how it moves with gravity Correct. right then we also have to become aware and this is i think i think it's a to me it, i see both some people are really afraid to fall right they just do not want to fall there it's that whole i'm gonna i'm gonna I'll hurt myself i i do coaching within our membership guys you can come in and coach with me on your mindset and i'm not kidding you every single one says i'm afraid i'm gonna hurt my shins when I, if I try to fall and I say, do you understand that that fear is what's giving you the shin splints right. because of the fear you put your foot out and you won't fall. And if you just fell, you, you wouldn't, you actually, and you would actually learn the perception and start pulling and doing it the right way. But because you're so afraid you're holding yourself back and you're pushing it out there. But then I want to, the second thing is, is that idea that pulling is natural it's the elasticity of the hamstring and you and this was what i was saying in the in the tough of tuesday is all you have to do is release your foot you can say it better but release your foot from the ground right i just have to bring it once i feel it i perceive the ground i need to spring back up correct explain that to me yeah so this is the challenge right so in walking for most people and in running for most people, right? We've been, we've been moving by what's called, we'll make it simple, right? By reaching for the ground. It's like you take your front foot and you don't even know you've been doing this, just so you know. And you are, once you can feel your foot's on the ground, then you let go of your back foot. This right. is how most people right. run. And we're also taught to push off the back and reach with the front. Yeah. And it's a very powerful feeling. Like you push off the back and you're like, woo. And then you like (laughs) extend forward. This is the thought. Unfortunately, you have to remember pushing only works for jumping. So if I'm trying to jump way up high to make a basket, then or jump high and make a box jump or something, I'm jumping. That makes sense. We're not jumping when we run. We're falling forward. And we've never thought about it that way. Right. And so this is the challenge. So by the way, rebounding, I had never in my life rebounded or tried to right as a runner. As a fitness instructor, we never really heard, I never heard that term until I like thought of basketball. Yeah. Right? Rebound. So the idea though is that this is really cool. You have what's called a natural blueprint for running. And when your foot makes contact with the ground and your body weight comes over the foot, 
and gravity is redirecting you forward, the combination of gravity, ground reaction force, and muscle elasticity work together to start the pull. You do nothing. Yeah. And, and then as your body is still falling forward, your foot naturally pulls. And it's that spring up. It's a natural occurrence, and that's what's so crazy. You finish the pull using 10% of the hamstring. Absolutely. Okay. And this is where people get stuck. It feels so simple, like when you finally learn it. When you're running, your feet are like up, 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 up. I'm serious. The struggle in running is holding your upper body. Yeah. It's holding your ear, shoulders, holding hips, holding that line. big. We call that it that big head, the big the head above <laughs> your shoulders, yeah. and not letting it move forward and, yes. and propel you forward. It's the holding of the. It's the holding. Which, by the way, everyone in running agrees. Yeah. Every physical therapist, physio, Cairo, you name it. Everybody will agree that you should all hold your ear, shoulders, hips in line. That's just correct posture in general right. life. So what we're teaching you is the running posture, the running pose. And the fun part is this, the, once you realize first there's that ability to do that, um, that's where the, I think the fear of the fall kind of goes back to. And um, when we teach you how to balance on your own body weight, for example. Yeah. Well, I've never felt that before. I've never thought about it in this way, right? So what starts to happen is instead of looking for the ground, like Caroline said, if I'm falling and I'm only pulling up, gravity brings that lifted foot right. down. I respond by pulling. You start to get a rhythm of this up, up, up. All of a sudden, you can't make it happen. It's a, it's a reaction. You start to feel like, oh my gosh, my legs are just popping up from the ground. And it's not jumping, I promise you, because you two percent of your body weight. Imagine how light your foot will feel. Yeah, you know. I love the when you talk about change of support. Yes. Um, and and we talk about the drills that we do in the in the um, membership, but it really is just a change of support. And I like what I usually will do with with our members that come in, and we talk about this falling, and we talk about um, most of them actually have little kids, so I'll tell them to play a game with their with their little kid to see if they can pull their foot up and then pull the other one up before the one foot lands, like make it a game. Um, and they kind of laugh at it, but it is, it's kind of like pony or right. it's like, um, it's like hot potato or right. lava or whatever right. it is. But it's just this idea of, can I, can I lift my foot in it? Can I both feet up at the same time right. without jumping? Right. And I'm using fake air quotes. Right. Right. So I don't want to, I, it's a six hour um, book guys. And I will be reading more of it because especially the first like third of it, um, because it was very powerful to me when I heard it. And I highly recommend you get the audible and listen to it and just listen to it while you're cleaning the house or something. When he talks about the perception and he talks about even, even, he, I think he even brings up a pregnant woman, the perception of having a, a, a pregnant woman, having a, another person in their body, if I remember correctly, just the, the, the perception of how your hormones right. change, how we, how we have this perception of our body. And then we go out and run and we totally like zone out. Right. We put on our earphones. We talk with our friends. We uh, we don't look at how our body is moving. And so that's really what this podcast is about, guys. And that's why we or, do this. You know, and that, that's a good way to say it, too, because how can you feel and sense what's happening if you are literally not listening to you? Right. And and to be this is really cool, by the way. And this is a, another um, another really important thing. So. 
to develop a feel or perception of a, moves, of a movement, you have to be able first to be aware of it, right? We just said that. I have to know about this movement first, and then I have to want to do it. And so what's fun for us is we do a lot of what's called drills. And if you came to a clinic or you do the online, we teach you how to feel. Right. How does it feel to feel running? So that's the whole point of the drills is to help you feel. Well, in the beginning, guess how you feel? You feel really weird. You feel you awkward. You feel awkward. Yeah. You feel uncomfortable. You're like, I don't know how this feels. This is why we do this all together, by the way, and I have you check in. But the reality is maybe you've been running with friends and talking the whole time maybe you've been trying to just keep up with the person ahead of you or you've had your earphones on you've been listening to your favorite playlist well all of those things have disconnected you from your connection with what is running and so when we take you back to connecting with you the mind is truly free by the way and relaxed when it can only has to focus on one thing like we think we can multitask and right, we make right. ourselves do it that was but a the, different, but the, uh, but the, I think that was two weeks ago yeah, we talked about that. But the true, <laughs> but listen, the true blueprint that's in your body already, that's in your, your hamstring knows how to contract. It's not like you're teaching your hamstring. Your calves know how to contract. Your muscles all know what to do. They're waiting for you. They're waiting for you to simply tune back in and connect with yourself. And I mean, I'm not the woo-woo at all. <laughs> I can tell you, I used to make mixtapes for every single mile I was going to run. You know, I had it so organized. And I have not listened to music or anything like that. I still like to talk to my friends. We're not telling you to quit your running group, but take time to develop that perception. You'll want to go running more because you'll want to go feel it. And then don't think it's strange to be like, hey, guys, when I run with you, I'm really just enjoying my run. Yeah. So if I'm not talking, I'm not being rude. It's just that I would like to breathe because my heart rate is up, not because I'm pulling myself back to talk. And then let's get a coffee after. <laughs> That's a great segue. We're going to talk about next week about um, basically uh, what does it mean to be a double digit runner. So yeah. join us next week. Thank you for joining us on the RunRx podcast. If you'd like to know more, join us at www.runrx.fit. And if you have additional questions that you'd like answered on the podcast, email us at support at runrx.fit.